Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Mike Malatesta. On this podcast, I dig in deep with every guest to get to the roots of their success, to discover not just how it happened, but why it matters. My mission is to expose the ideas and clues you need to inspire, activate, and maximize the greatness in you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the How Did It Happen podcast. Uh, this is Mike, and I'm here again with one of my solo episodes, just me talking to just you. And I want to talk today about goals. I was on a podcast earlier today, a great podcast called the Club Capital Podcast, hosted by Bradley Hammer. Uh, I had not heard of this podcast, and I had not heard of Bradley, but uh, by the time I got done an hour on that show, I thought, wow, this guy's really got something going on here. So um, find it, take a look at it, Club Capital Podcast, Bradley Hammer. But as I was on that podcast with Bradley, we were talking about a whole bunch of things, but we spent a good amount of time talking about goals. And he asked me some questions about goals that I hadn't been asked in a really long time. So I'm going to talk to you about uh, kind of what we talked about and my thoughts uh, since, um, since getting off the podcast. So I want to start with this, with this saying, goals in concrete, plans in sand. Goals in concrete plans in sand. That is, I remember hearing that for the first time or seeing it actually for the first time in an email that my friend Chuck Samora, who is a, just a real leadership uh, guru sent me and, you know, it went out to his list. So he wasn't sending it, it, it was specifically to me, but when I got it, it was sort of this wave crashing on a beach and these words, you know, goals in concrete plans in sand. And I'm, that was a long time ago when I got that and I haven't forgotten it since. In fact, I write about it in my book, uh, ownership as well. There's a chapter where I mention it. And so goals in concrete plans and sand, you think about that and you go, okay, well, you could take it very literally and you could say, well, if a goal is in, con you know, in concrete, it can never be changed. And that doesn't make any sense because things change, the world changes, changes, and and that's true. Um, and I don't think that that's what it means. I don't. I mean, the, I think what it means is that goals are rigid. Uh, meaning, if you have a goal, you've made a a, a choice or decision to move towards the goal. Uh, until you've made progress toward the goal. Uh, you need to be rigid about keeping the goal because uh, it's not going to be easy to get there. And the way you get there isn't always going to be the way that you thought you might. So I think the way that I interpret that, and maybe I think the best way to interpret that is that you know, goals are rigid. Uh, plans, on the other hand, are sand. They flow. They change. They're impacted by the effort of Know, beginning the pursuit uh, of the goal. So I want to start with that sort of, um, you know, as the preface for this. And then I want to say, you want to say, you know, why are goals so hard? So a lot of people have trouble with goals. I have trouble with goals, with setting goals and with achieving goals from time to time. Um, and I think it's because 
the goal, you know, picking a goal, choosing a goal is really easy. You just, you know, imagine something that, that you want and you say, that's a goal. Um, the problem I think comes in when you have to start making progress towards the goal. So establishing the goal is the easy part. And then trying to figure out what's the first step I should take, uh, towards this, or even worse, how do I go from a to Z? Like a is where I'm at now. Z is where the goal is. That seems like way too far for me to travel. And so, um, I don't even take the first step. So, so I don't take the first step, um, which means I don't take the second step, which means I don't get closer to the goal, which means I'm off track, which means my goal is not rigid. And then I want to start changing the goal or ignoring it or putting it in a drawer somewhere and, and forgetting about it. So the, I think the most important thing with goals is it doesn't matter what goal you set. I mean, preferably it'd be nice if it's actually achievable with, uh, um, you know, some hard work, but, uh, it's the plans. It's really the steps towards the goal that require all the work and the plans, obviously like the metaphor of the sand, the plans can change, uh, and they have to change and they will change because, as you go along, things are going to get in the way. Things are going to come up that you didn't anticipate. People are going to leave. People are going to change their minds. All kinds of things can happen. And you even may very well go down the wrong path for a while and then figure out, oh, this isn't the way to the goal. This is the way away from the goal. And you're going to have to turn around and, and redirect. That's, that's the plans. That's the fluidity of the plans. But then we started talking about three types of goal setters. And I want to walk through these with you. The first is uh, the person who tells you they have no goals. And <clears throat> I don't think there's a human being alive that has no goals. Um, I think there are a lot of human beings alive who have goals they make no progress toward uh, achieving um, for the reasons that I, that I mentioned earlier. And so it's for some, it's easier to say, well, I just have no goals. And then when they don't hit the goals, they can say, well, I didn't have any goals to hit anyway. And when they do have something good, they say, why, why do I need goals? Look, this happened. It's great. Um, high performers, I think I, I've been around high performers who say they have no goals and I just don't believe them. Um, because you don't become a high performer without goals. And I, I, I mean, my sense is that it's really simple. If you're a leader or you're an entrepreneur, or you're in charge of anything, even in charge of yourself, and you have no goals, I can guarantee one thing. Well, I shouldn't say I can guarantee it because I can't guarantee it. And I don't want to tell you what to do. But I know from my experience that if you have no goals, you are underperforming what you are capable of. It's that plain and simple. You are underperforming what you are capable of. And you can write that off. You can be okay with it. You can tell me I'm full of, you know what, but I will tell you that in my experience with lots and lots of entrepreneurs, for example, if you tell me you have no goals, you are definitely underperforming. And then there are the people who are you know, really fixated on short-term goals. And I, I love short-term goals because they're very, very, very important 
uh, toward accomplishing longer term goals. Like, you know, it's like, just like the plans you start making, you know, steps towards a goal with a plan, you achieve the goal. You are that much closer to, uh, establishing and achieving your next goal. And I think short-term goals are really great for everybody. They're particularly great for businesses because, um, businesses need to achieve certain things in order to make the progress they need to make. And in order for, um, the company and the people within it to continue to, to, to stress and challenge their capabilities. So big believer in 90 day goals, big believer in annual goals, big believer in, in one and two, and even three-year goals. You know, if you're, um, in, in running EOS in your business, or you're running some other type of goal setting, um, program, it's probably built similar to that, you know, 90 day, uh, annual one year, two year, maybe three year. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people say, well, there's no point in me planning out further than that for, um, further than, you know, three years or one year, two years. And I think there's actually something to that when it comes to business, because, um, you know, businesses change a lot. They've got all kinds of things impacting them and, you know, a five-year goal or a 10-year goal, um, it just might may, may be very, very difficult to, uh, to, to, to predict and stick with because so many things can change, but, uh, but the shorter term ones I think are absolutely necessary and for business and long-term goals. See, I think long-term goals are exceptionally important for you. So they may not be important for the business be, or, or they may not be as valuable for the business, but long-term goals are really important for you. And so what do I mean by that? You, um, as a person are capable of achieving, uh, a lot. You're capable of challenging yourself a lot. Um, and you are not your business. You are you, and you have a long-term view of you. And when you have a long-term view of you, uh, you got a lot of space to fill. Um, you have an opportunity to put things out there that you can work on over time, over a long period of time, uh, without the pressure of, you know, the next, uh, hitting it in the next 90 days, for example. So <clears throat> what I did um, and this was through strategic coach. When I was in that program, I, I established long-term goals for myself. This was in 2008. I established two, the next two 10 year periods. So 2008 until 2028, and I separated those into, uh, the, the first 10 year period when I was, uh, I would be 43 to age 53 and the second 10 year period from when I was, you know, 50, I guess, 54 to 63 or whatever the math is on that. And I wrote uh, down a bunch of goals that I had uh, for accomplishing in those two 10-year periods. So I was 43 at the time that I, that I did this. And I, I do not include those goals in, as part of my short-term uh, goal setting. Maybe I should, but I don't. Uh, and I don't look at them very frequently either. And I'm not particularly concerned with achieving every single one of them. There's probably 15 or so in each 10 year period. 
What I am concerned with and what I am interested in is the fact that I have those goals out there. My mind, my brain is working toward those goals, even when I don't realize that it is. So I, um, I, I move forward towards them again, without even knowing that I am. And when I look at them every year or so, I do have them up in my office, but I walk past them all the time and never look at them. But when I do look at them every year or so, even though I haven't included them or progress towards them, say in my short-term goals, you'd be amazed how many of them I've either accomplished or come close to accomplishing over that time. Because even though I don't remember them, my mind remembers them and it's working on them. So I think long-term goals, they may, see, they may seem silly and they can be silly. You can put anything out there that you want because it's you and you have a long-term view on you. You have a long-term future on you. And I just feel like it's smart. Um, and I just feel like it's worthwhile. And I don't want to get to the point where I didn't have those and I'm, you know, much more wiser. I'm much wiser than I am now, uh, AKA older. And, um, I'm, you know, stuck thinking what, what am I going to be doing? Well, I'm not going to be stuck thinking about what I'm going to be doing. Even, like I said, even if the goals that I have there are not the ones that I actually, all of them, I actually meet and I can add, so I can add, subtract, um, these aren't the rigid goals, right? These aren't the super rigid goals because it's too far out to be rigid. These are the, these are the mind expanding goals. These are the abundance of mind goals. These are, these are my goals. These are goals that are personal to you. So I'm going to leave you with this. I do believe that inspiring and activating or helping people aspire and activate to be goal setters and goal achievers is one of the most powerful things you can do for, first of all, for yourself, but second of all, for everyone around you, everyone you interact with, particularly, particularly in a work environment. Um, I think it's the greatest gift you can give them because the more people that, that create and achieve goals and have the habit of doing that, meaning they actually write it down, they do it on a regular basis, and they evaluate their progress towards it, I just feel like that opens up so much human potential. And when you open up human potential, you get great, amazing uh, impacts and results that don't just, aren't just limited to the person, they're limited to they're not limited just to the person. They're expanded to everyone around that person and maybe to the world. So goals in concrete, plans in sand. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the How Did Happen podcast, where we believe that success doesn't happen unless you make it happen. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. And while you're there, please rate it and leave a comment as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the show, ideas for future guests, or whatever you'd like to share. And of course, you can always find me at MikeMalatesta.com. See you next time. Thanks again for listening to the How Did Happen podcast.